Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I turn on the lightning, Steve. You were there at Emily Arena, and I'm watching sort of the pregame presentation. They were celebrating Victor Hedman's 1,000th game. And I got to thinking about, man, 1,000 games. 1,000 of anything is a lot, right? Mm -hmm. If you got $1,000, that's a lot. Um, But 1,000 NHL hockey games is a ton. And I remember Victor Hedman... uh, me and Tom were doing radio. You'd put us on the radio. It might have been the first year or, or very close to that. It was a couple and, years later. I mean, he was he started. He was drafted oh nine. Okay, so probably two two. You years guys later. started in twenty twelve on the radio. Okay, so he's about he's about in his third or fourth year, maybe. Mm-hmm. He was still young. I don't know that he was even twenty yet or twenty one years old. Um. Anyway, this guy walks in. So we had him on twice. We had him in studio one time, and I was blown away by just you know how impressive he was he was first of all he's a big guy you know he's what six five or six 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 six. yeah he's a he's a he's a big swedish dude good looking dude on top of that he comes in and kind of have this brad pitt swag about him um and then like one time we got him on the phone i can't remember what the occasion was started training camp some some damn thing but he was in sweden and you know how connections can be trying to call people from here to sweden on the radio, and we dropped some connections. He was so patient, and and we we called back two or three times before we got a good connection and things like that. the The biggest thing was like, I've never, I haven't met that many athletes. There's there's a few, you know, the Leroy Selmans and the, you know, guys who have certain demeanors. But like, you've been around this guy a long time. What impressed me about this ceremony, and I I don't know who said it uh, during the ceremony. Uh, while I was watching the broadcast, but somebody made this point, and it seemed genuine, is that Victor Hedman is everybody's favorite teammate. In other words, he's friends with everyone. Like, he Mm -hmm. genuinely, you can feel that he has this, you know, love for his teammates, but they, they respond to him that way. And I don't know. I don't know what you would call him. Like, he's like the, you know sort of like the soul of the team in a sense, but like it, you could feel the outpouring of respect that they have for this guy. Is there a more respected player on the lightning? And I'm, I know Stamkos and, you know, obviously Kucherov and Vasilevsky, and, and I'm not talking about on the ice, but just what he has done in the way he has done it more than Victor Hedman. Well, you might be talking about on the ice too. I mean, when you talk about Norris well, Trophy that's winner, true. you know, uh, Hall of Famer, Con Smythe. Oh, he's absolutely. I mean, yeah. Norris Trophy, Con Smythe. Yeah. Two-time Stanley Cup champion. I mean, you know, thousand yeah. games. Yeah. Best defenseman in Lightning history. Not even close. Right. But resume aside, mm-hmm. like, just like, yes. what is his connection with with his teammates? Well, it's. I mean, that's the part. I mean, Stamkos gets all the publicity and and the love because he wears the C on the jersey. Is the captain. But Hedman's right there, and and I thought Stamkos's, you know, the video he did, you know, I mean, summing it up of, you know, I think it was Stamkos that said he's everyone's best friend. You're right. That he's, was it. Yep. He's the first to the rink and the last off the ice. 
as he's always mm-hmm. the last one giving everyone a high five as they leave the ice. He's the That's last right. one that goes off. You know, it's he's I, I you know I, I I almost view it as captain one A and one B. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I mean Steven Stamkos is the captain and, and Victor's fine with that. I mean they're they're extremely good friends, if not best friends, and and they've been through a lot together in this franchise. You know, I mean, Hedman's played 15 years. They've been together 15 years and and seen some low times and a lot of great times. And So did they come in the same season? Those no, two? Stamkos was the year before. Oh, okay. He was the number one pick in 08, mm-hmm. and then the Lightning did not have a good year that year, so they had the number two pick in 09, and that's when they got Victor Hedman. Gotcha, okay. So, But, you know, Hedman's whole career, Stamkos has been here. Okay. And, you know, but just the you think back to – He's he's kind of the heartbeat of the team. You know, he's you're not always he's not always out front, not mm-hmm. the most vocal per se, um, right. but he's just steady in there. And and I think him and Stamkos together are a tremendous one two combination for a team. Mm-hmm. And you know what they've done together, and and we just celebrated Stamkos' thousandth game last season at the end of last. That's season, right. Remember? Yeah. Um, Stamkos had a little more injured time, which is why. You know, his was a little later in that year, uh, but just you could the, the outpouring and, and even the former players that they had do videos from Andre Palat to Ryan McDonough to Alex Kalorn. Um, you know, he's just you've never heard a bad word said about Victor Hedman, and if if you haven't read the letter his dad penned to him, it's on the Tampa Bay Lightning's website. Um. Oh really? About his career in the thousandth game? Just stuff? how proud he is of him, and yeah. you know what he does, what he's done on the ice, but what he's done off the ice, and mm-hmm. you know how everything he's gone through, he hasn't changed, and he's still right. humble, and still cares more about others than himself. And uh, it's a tremendous letter he wrote. It's on the Tampa Bay Lightning website. I'll have to read it. Uh, yeah, John Cooper even referenced it in his post game, saying, "Well, you know, before the ceremony, I read that. And now I'm already, you know, weepy, and <laughs> uh, you know, it was just it's tremendous." Um, you know, and and just to, I mean, I was sitting there. You know, you're sitting there on the ice, and you got your wife and your kids and your mom and dad and his brother. By the way, how did Victor Hedman end up like a foot taller than both of his brothers? I know. I mean, he, <laughs> he was on skate, so there's a you know a little bit there, but yeah, still. but still, like I thought, I was expecting a couple of big dudes, you know, and like they are not, uh, yeah, as vertically blessed as he is, man. He. He took all the good genetics, whatever was left in that family. Yes, he did. I was like, those are his brothers? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe they were adopted. I no, don't know. Well. Uh, maybe Hedy was. But, um, no, it was neat. It, I mean, you know, to come from Sweden, you know, I mean, this was mm-hmm. not an easy task, right? I'm sure they're more than thrilled to do it. But uh, beautiful family, and um, his, his two boys were there. I still go back. Like, if you want to know how, how good Stamkos and Hedman are together, and how well they they know each other. Like the commercial they did with Stamkos mm-hmm. watching his son skate around in the ice, and Hedman's holding his infant son, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he's talking about well, maybe hockey's not his thing. Um, he's like he's like six months old. <laughs> um, it it's just it's the perfect sort of you know play uh, back and forth that really shows their personalities without much spoken words. Just. Just the glance, the look, you know. I'll give you some um, insight in that commercial. Uh-huh. Because we had Victor Hedman on uh, a Block Party podcast, which is a podcast we do with the Lightning. 
uh, and mostly players on there. Yeah. The roles were supposed to be reversed. Oh, really? Yeah. Hedman was supposed to play Stamkos' role and Stamkos play Hedman's role. Huh. But Hedman said there was too many lines, so he switched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not reading all this. Yeah. Or couldn't remember uh, it, whatever it was. But, yeah, it was supposed to be reverse the roles. And, oh, it was perfect. I, I mean, mm-hmm. however it ended up, it was like absolute. It was poetry. It was fun, It was phenomenal, just the, the way they played off. The look that Hedman gives Stamkos, like when he's talking about his kid and, you know, hope you safe for college or whatever. Um but no, those two, those two are just class acts. I mean, we've been blessed, you know, obviously with a great ownership, a great hockey team in Tampa Bay and, and you know, team that won two Stanley Cups and went to three in a row. Like all of that is just something that years from now people probably won't fully appreciate uh, until then. But um, to do it with some really class players, you know, and guys that that are humble and uh, and, and, you know, Hall of Famers, man, like. Um, I, I mean, they started reading his resume, and I went, "Yeah, that that's a Hall of Famer right there." And he's not done yet. I mean, um, here's the thing: you have, I believe, there's at least four Hall of Famers on this team. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, Stamkos, Hedman, Vasilevsky, and Kucherov will Kucherov. be Hall of Famers. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. Kuch isn't yet, but by the time he finishes, he I will think be. he will be. Yeah. yeah. Point maybe. Corey Perry probably will be, although, I mean, he wasn't the big part of this, but he did put in there. But just the amount of play, I mean, I was thinking about this a few weeks ago, but it was like the Lightning started a Hall of Fame now, and and most of these guys are going to be in there at some point, including the Palat and the Tyler Johnsons and, you know, go through the list of all the players that have come through. Yeah. I'm wondering how many numbers they're going to retire. There's two retired now, Vinny and Marty. Yeah, well, I think you got to retire Stamkos and Hedman. Uh, uh, absolutely, Cooch and Vazzy Co- will be Cooch retired. Cooch and Vazzy, yeah. I mean, Hall of Famers for sure. Hall right? of Famers and guys that have a ton of records for the team, franchise records. What about Cole, What about on Alex Kalorn? That's when it's going to be tricky, right? Like, I mean, he's definitely would... Lightning Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't know if they'll retire his jersey. Andre Palat's okay. another one. Yeah, yeah. Um. It'll be interesting as years go by. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the I, I think the four that we think will go in the hall. I mean, I mean, Marty's in the Hall of Fame. His number's retired. Vinny's, you know, was the first big, big time guy in the organization, and 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 laid a lot of the groundwork for Marty and Stamkos in this. You know, mm-hmm. so it makes and he had a lot of the franchise record, so it makes sense he's retired. Yeah, it'll be interesting what they do. I mean, you know, you go from two retired numbers to. You know, by the time this group is done, at least six now. I would think, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you know, when you've had the success they've had, right? That's that's what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, the Yankees have run out of numbers; they don't know what to give yeah. out anymore. <laughs> they've retired so many, but I mean, this is this is the the residue of of yeah. all those championships, and and they've been so great for so long. It's going to be, you know, I know there'll be another generation as there always is. You know, I mean, Brooks and Sapp don't play for the Bucks anymore. They came back around, won another Super Bowl, of course, with Tom Brady. But you had a whole new set of stars. Um, and that's just sports, right? But this particular group has been at it 
so long and been so successful that it'll be t- it'll be tough to see some of these guys like Hedman, like Stamkos, move on. You know, and and then the other thing, of course, you know, it, it's already been talked about. But I mean, Steven Stamkos doesn't have a contract, and he he well could play somewhere else next year. And you wonder if if that would be Hedman's fate as well. You hate to see it in sports, but we talked about this. Like so many iconic players have finish their careers elsewhere, and it's it's still rare, no matter how great you are, to play in one organization. We have Tom Brady to, to, to as example one here in Tampa, but um, you sure would like to see it, right? Like you'd love to see those guys retire as as, as Tampa Bay Lightning players. It would be very odd, I think, mm-hmm. to see Hedman in any other jersey, to see Stamkos playing for Toronto or something like that. That would be that'd be tough, but. Well, and it's going to be interesting too because you know Stamkos is contract, and we know he's not happy about it. Yeah, and it's up. Headman's is up next year. Yeah, it could go bam, bam. And if right? you if you remember back eight years ago, Stephen Stamkos went into the last season of his contract and didn't have one. Lightning had offered; he wanted to test free agency. We went to free agency, and a couple days before he could sign anywhere, he decided to come back to Tampa Bay. Right, and so he signed the you know the eight year deal at eight and a half million a year. Mm-hmm. He signed it like June twenty eighth, twenty ninth, whatever it was, thirtieth, on July one, which is the day free agency opens. And in the NHL, you cannot sign a contract until you are in the last year of your contract, which starts July one. Mm-hmm. Headman signed his new deal. Like as soon as as soon as he was able to sign. Stamco signed two, three days earlier. I don't remember the exact timing. But Hedman's deal was done immediately. They were mm. staying together. Once Stamco's came back, Hedman was like, I'm here. Right. So you think that would influence I, I don't Hedman know. Again? It'll it'll be interesting if if Steven Stamco's is not here next year. Right. It will be interesting what one the Lightning want to do with Victor Hedman and two what Victor Hedman wants to do. Well, and and listen, I I don't know anything, but I I think injuries have probably caught up to both those guys. But but Hedman, maybe Hedman more so just because of the amount of minutes that he's logged mm-hmm. in the position he plays. It's awfully tough to play what he does for as many minutes as he does every night. And and I think there were times. No, well, Hedman's playing cert- a lot better this year than last year. Well, certainly last year, I think he played hurt. You and, know? and he, yeah, he was hurt last year. I, I don't, yeah. you know, back or you know, whatever. they don't advertise it. Yeah, but he yeah. was he was definitely not a hundred percent. No, Mm-mm. and it was it was evident. I mean, and we talked mm-hmm. about it. You know, he just didn't look like Victor Hedman. No, didn't move that way. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of what we said about Stephen Stamkos for several years. Sure, and then he got an off season to to train instead of rehab. Right, and boy, he looked like a different guy the next year. Right. You know, Hedman looks a lot better, and the numbers are showing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, you know, not for nothing, but you don't want to ruin a guy's night. They went out there and, and mm-hmm. you know, played a, a pretty good Dallas team, which has a great road record. I think they were like 8-1-1 one, and one on the road, and shut them out. Vassy bouncing back as you would expect him to um, from that the last game that he got actually pulled from. Um, he played great, and then – uh yeah it was it was it was a dominant performance you don't want to ruin a guy's thousand thousand thousandth game night yeah the only uh, thing that could have been better is if headman would have scored on the night yes of course 
But Vazzy was fantastic. And the first five minutes of that game, he had to keep oh. him in the game. Oh, my gosh. The Lightning kind of had to f- find their way early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was just coming back from a road trip or the ceremony or, you know, who knows what. Yeah. But once they once they once they kind of found their rhythm, they played a really good game. Vazzy had a few rough saves to make, and he did. Mm-hmm. But I thought the Lightning played a pretty good game. I, they started slow, but Yeah. But they and yet they were up two to nothing after one. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it was just that uh, first five, six minutes. Yeah. They kind of struggled. Yeah. And then after that I thought they they played I mean, they outplayed Dallas tonight. Mm-hmm. Dallas had some chances. Yeah, no, Vassy Vassy was big. He stood tall and, and uh but overall I thought the Lightning, you know, dominated the game once they got it going and um it was it was a it was a needed win. They had lost what, four in a row? All in regulation too. Yeah. So those are tough, man. You get no points. That was the thing about the, the eight one game Saturday. And and it was it was, you know, a really bad game. And John Cooper talked about some of the play. I mean, you know, you have a stinker or two every year. When you play 82 games, occasionally you have that game where just nothing oh, yeah. nothing works. Yeah. And 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 you can handle that and deal with it. But it's a yes. lot harder. It's a lot harder when you lost the three before that in regulation. Yeah, if you're not getting any points. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, yeah. it had they, you know, okay, got a couple points out of there or won one of those three games beforehand. It becomes a little easier than when that 8-1 loss becomes your fourth straight loss. Yeah, at the end of four losses, right? Mhm. So I mean that's why that's why this was so big uh, and and whether it was the emotion or or just you know, they just freaking played better. Vasi obviously was big in net, but they needed this. They they need to start stacking some wins, especially at home. You know, like mm-hmm. what you do on the road. I mean, we've talked about you know as many points as you have games and all that. Well, they have that's a tough great. road trip coming up. They, it's a long one, and it's all the way out west, northern you know Canada and everywhere else. Yeah, so they go. They play Pittsburgh at home Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Get on a flight that night because they're in. They play Nashville the next night in Nashville. Mm. Then they go. Then they go further west. Then they go to Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. Wow! So that's a ten game road or ten day road trip. Five games, ten days. No back to back. A lot though. of miles, though, man. A lot of miles. No back to backs, though. That's encouraging. Normally, you'll get a back to back. You know, you get an Edmonton, Calgary, or a Vancouver, oh, yeah. Edmonton back to back. But that's a long road trip. So you'd really like to bank two more points Wednesday. Right. Before you head out on the road. Yeah. They got to get it going. I mean, we're, you know, when you get around the holidays, you get around Christmas, New Year's, that sort of thing. It's like, okay, you know, it's go time. It's going to start stacking some points. But, um, but the, you know, the Lightning, too, it's like they're – Game day stuff, their their presentations, their videos, like they do such a good job with that stuff, you know, um, you know, presenting the wives with flowers and and his mom and you just the you know the gifts from the players and then the silver sticks. His son, his oldest son, uh, really didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> it's like, they're like, hey man, just hold it so we can take a picture. No, no he's, he's no, no Carter Stamkos. He's no Carter Stamkos. There you go. <laughs> I hope you're saving money for college. I think there's some truth to that, Victor, because, yeah, I didn't. I don't want that stick. <laughs> like he had never seen one before, man. <laughs> uh, fathers and sons, they always want to do what you didn't do. Um, that's usually the case. So, no, nah, but it was cool. It was, a, it was a really well 
well done ceremony and uh, enjoyed it immensely uh, before the game. Uh, wasn't there, but just uh, they did a nice job on TV and all of that stuff. So uh, we'll talk about the Tampa Bay Bucks, of course. They're getting ready for their preparations. We'll start really Wednesday for what is a huge game in Atlanta uh, in this season because, listen, for all the stumbling and bumbling and, and, and fumbling that they have done to this point, to be what five and seven, it it is not at all beyond the realm of possibility. In fact, I I almost think they're in the best position in terms of quarterbacks, health, all that stuff. And, and we'll talk about the health in a minute um, if they can get some guys back. I still think they're in the better position to actually take this division. You know, they have a win over the Saints. For my money, the Saints are the other best team in the division, the best of the worst, if you will, in the NFL. Atlanta probably has destiny on its side in terms of controlling it because they have a win over Tampa. And if they were able to sweep them in Atlanta on Sunday, that, that would be a huge you know thing. But as, as Todd Bowles told his team, and he said this to them on Saturday, he said, you know, in eight days we can be in first place. Just eight days from now. And so they got the first part of that done with that win over Carolina. Yes, it was a close win. Judging from the reaction I've gotten, which is almost none, (laughs) people are like, they're not impressed by it. They don't really care that they won. In fact, probably a few wish they probably had lost for a better draft pick or whatever. So yeah, the Panthers didn't really move the needle anywhere, but you go up there and beat Atlanta and suddenly, you know, you have the tiebreaker over the Saints. Um, you, you'll be tied with Atlanta for first. And it is. It's a round robin because these teams are all going to play each other in these next mm-hmm. four to six weeks. And it's going to be, you know, which team can do the best. Now, Atlanta has not lost in the division yet. So they've, they're gonna, somebody's going to have to knock them down a peg or two uh, because the Bucks obviously aren't going undefeated in this thing, having already lost to the Falcons. But it's going to be a um, but here's you know, fight fight to the finish. Here's the thing, though: the Bucks lose Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're essentially three games back of Atlanta. Yes, because they have no tiebreaker. They'd be two Falcons. games back and lose the tiebreaker. Correct. Yeah, because tying them does you no good at all. It's just like losing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's why this to me, and I know there's you know, like when you look down the road a couple weeks ago, you said, well, Green Bay's playing awful. I don't think there's a team on the Green Bay schedule that remains that they won't beat or can't beat, including the Bucks. You know, all of a sudden Jordan Love's playing really high level football, and if you look at the record of the Packers in November, December, the last few years, they've not lost very many football games. So this is you know Green Bay's time of year. The weather turns cold. The frozen tundra, Lambeau Field, and all that stuff is real, and so that's going to be a tough game now. The other tough game was at home against Jacksonville in a few weeks, and all of a sudden, Trevor Lawrence goes out on Monday night, as almost every quarterback does on Monday night, and gets hurt. And they're saying, according to my sources, it looks like a seriously sprained ankle. He's lucky. If it's just a sprained ankle, and it's easy for me to say because it's not my ankle, it looked gruesome, and he could not put much weight, if any, on it. But it, let's say you play the Jaguars with C.J. Beathard, you give yourself a chance, right? Like mm-hmm. you really do. So all of that is part of the equation. You don't know 
Who's going to show up when you get there? Is Jordan Love going to be the quarterback with the Packers? So many quarterbacks have gotten hurt this year, starting quarterbacks, Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks. It's really been hard to watch. I saw and, I saw someone tonight because the Bengals played tonight. Right. Someone put out a, a tweet or social media post that the Bengals are 6-6 six and six and still in the playoff race. Mm-hmm. And granted, they have a backup quarterback in. But of the remaining games this season, they face one starting quarterback. <laughs> think about that. Patrick Mahomes is the only starting quarterback they have left on their that. schedule. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, And granted, they're playing a backup, but there's so many starting quarterbacks out. Mm-hmm. That, yes, there that are. There's so many teams that still have chances because of that. That's why you look at it and you go, okay, who are the super teams? Philadelphia and San Francisco? San Francisco at one point lost three in a row. Now they're back. They're playing better than anybody. And, of course, their quarterback is healthy for now. Um, when he got hurt in the championship game, that was it for them. They just, you know, pretty much manhandled Philadelphia. Uh, Dallas is certain, certain to hit their stride. They've got to play the Eagles at home coming up. That's going to determine whether or not they're going to be one of the top seeds too and maybe a chance to win that division. But there's not just a ton of super teams. You know, there's really good teams. I think the 49ers are the best team I've seen uh, simply because the Bucks played them. And, you know, to go into Philly and, and put those kind of points up and do what they did, I think is, is a real statement for them. Um, in the AFC, like, I, I think Kansas City is flawed. I, I, I don't know that their receivers are good enough. I don't know that Mahomes has enough around him. I don't know if that offensive line will hold up. You know, Miami right now would have the top seed in the AFC, as odd as that, as that sounds, but it's true. So still a lot of football left, a lot of contending teams, but are there great teams in the AFC this year, like really great teams? Mm, I don't know that there are. Yeah, Miami's the number one seed, but I don't think they've beaten a team with a 500 record or better. I don't think they have either. No. Ba- Baltimore's tied with them. Right. And then you know, Jacksonville and Kansas City are game back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and there's still some some good football to play, but I, I kind of think it's, you know, that San Francisco, Philly, Dallas, like to me, seem to be the three best teams and maybe the three best teams in football, not just the AFC. We'll see. Um, in the NFC, they're, they're obviously that I, I think it's, I think it's a little stronger over there this year than it was uh, in the past. So still games to be played, but the Bucs have everything in front of them. But if, you, if they lose this game, to your point, two losses to Atlanta, uh, even if you tie Atlanta, you lose the tiebreaker. You're going to need lots of help uh, from other teams beating the Falcons, and then you cannot lose any games. So that's it's an almost you're not eliminated, but you're this is the swing game. Like you win this one, now it's now you've won three out of four. Uh, it's after Thanksgiving, as Tom Brady says. All the you know the football season really find out the pretenders and contenders after Thanksgiving is when the season really begins. Okay, so to win three out of four, and you're going to have a tough game at Green Bay. Uh, you're going to have you know to beat the Saints at home and, 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 you know, hopefully sweep them in the division. You've got Jacksonville, which who knows if Trevor Lawrence will be back. That's a home game at least, which might give you a bit of an edge. Who knows? Um, and, you know, and then you're going to finish up at Carolina on a Saturday or a Sunday, whatever they decide to, to schedule it, because it's still sort of TBA. 
and and you should you should win that game. You should beat Carolina again, no matter where you play them. And so, you know, it's doable. Like you got to play good football, and it's got to start at Atlanta. But I never thought that Atlanta with Desmond Ritter was that big of a of of, of a challenge. Like I, I think they threw that game away, and it could have been much worse because Atlanta went up and down the field and they fumbled twice inside the 10 and you forget how many points they could have scored. And yet the bucks probably should have won and didn't. Um, and, 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 you know, injuries are a big part of it too. Devin White's not coming back. I don't think this week he was not mentioned by Todd Bowles. Levante David, I suppose has a chance with a groin injury and we know Cervace, Dennis, uh, should be back cause he's, he had an illness. I would think he'd be well enough by, by Sunday. Um, they were fortunate, you know, that even against the Panthers, they were out of inside linebackers. KJ Britt goes down with like the first three plays, you know, and so they had to turn to Ryan Neal, who has had a not very good season to say the least. I mean, Ryan Neal, one of the few free agents they signed from Seattle was supposed to come in here and be that strong safety uh, and he's played there, and he's played some nickel corner as well, and he's a more physical guy. But he's been involved in some of the bigger plays against them uh, that the Bucks have had. I mean, going back to, you know, the Atlanta game when he gave up the big one to, to Pitts that set up the game-winning field goal and all that stuff. So he comes in, and, he, and he's had surgery on his on his thumb a couple weeks ago, missed the game. And it wasn't until Thursday that they kind of said, yeah, you know what? You want to stand here and do the, some of the walkthrough just in case. You're like the break glass in case of an emergency linebacker. Like, we think we can get through it with these two or three guys, but if we can't, you may be asked to play some downs, you know, in a big nickel or something like that. Uh, and so then he had a few reps on Friday. And with with that's all his background at linebacker. He has to be pressed into service right away. And does a hell of a job, you know, um, not being out of position. And he said, you know, he relied on on Britt to get him get him in position. And also Levante David was coaching him up on the sideline and stuff like that. But the guy, the guy really stepped up to the point that, and this is on the internet if you want to look it up, Todd Bowles gives out two game balls, one to Mike Evans for obvious reasons. He goes over, uh, you know, 1,000 yards again for the 10th straight season and has the big 75 yard touchdown but the other game ball he gives to is to ryan neal and it's pretty emotional because you know ryan just felt like i i just haven't contributed much to this team at this point and it was cool just to be you know pressed into a position he normally doesn't play do a good job with it and he said it really didn't hit me until i got to the locker room and guys were coming up to me and you know it's been a struggle and he says just to have that kind of moment, you know, where it's time to step up and be that guy for your team and you win, you know, it just really meant a lot. So pretty cool story. You can check it out and check out what Ryan Neal had to say about it on TampaBay.com and in the Tampa Bay Times. A couple more items we want to hit here in just a minute, including a local kid who's up for the Heisman Trophy. But first, for the past 14 years, you know the skilled pros of May Electric Solar. They've been installing solar energy systems in Florida. They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, 
never subcontractors, and they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Well, now, May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means that your roof, electrical, and equipment replacement is covered. Now, Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar and is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. This policy will transfer to new homeowners with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of its program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. Hey, congratulations out to Michael Penix. The Washington quarterback is among those that are nominated and will be going, I guess, to the Heisman Trophy Awards show this Saturday. Yeah, although he shouldn't win. Because shouldn't or won't? Well, obviously, the, the, comp- the, the college football playoff committee has determined Jordan Travis is the most important player in football. <laughs> I love it. That's right. How did Jordan Travis not get on the podium uh, or on the nominee sheet or invited to the New York Athletic Club if, in fact, he has changed the entire complexion of a 13-0 football team? Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously the most important player in football. So That's fantastic. Great way to look at it. Yeah. Huh. That is curious. Didn't didn't take that angle, but I like it. <laughs> uh, I think I think it's... I think it's either Bo Nix, Jalen Daniels might be a favorite. Um, yeah, though, then, one of those two, I think, are going to win it. And then Marvin Harrison Jr. is also on. And I would see. I would be that guy. I would be that guy that would go. I'm giving this to Marvin Harrison Jr. and saying I can't decide between the quarterbacks. But that's just me. Um, but what a story! Like if if a local local kid makes good, if Michael Penix wins a Heisman Trophy, wow. That would cement him as what the best college football player from Tampa Bay, arguably. I mean, there's a lot of them. I arguably know, for sure. Yeah, certainly the most decorated one at that point. I mean, winning the biggest trophy in college football. And he's playing trophy. for a national championship. He's in the national semifinal game as well. Yeah, yeah. If he were to win that and win the Heisman, oh, yeah, that would be quite the coup. I, I, I don't know. Um. I'm confident in Washington. I thought they were impressive when they played Oregon the second time because I thought Oregon was going to be more physical and maybe take the game and, and Washington match that physicality. And Penix has been unbelievable in terms of his accuracy and, and big playmaking and stuff like that. So it was a really impressive win. I I, I mean, which I mean, which semifinal do you think is is going to be the the most competitive? Like I, I mean, Michigan Alabama is a hell of a game, right? Like that's the game that I want to watch. I I think both are. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the matchup of Penix and Texas, Quinn Ewers is great. Yeah. yeah, that could be a high-scoring affair, huh? Um, you know, it's almost going to be a home game for Texas playing in New Orleans. Yeah, you're right. You're and, right. You know, Washington got no favors from that matchup. No, they didn't. Although, had they played Alabama there, it would have been the same thing. I mean, yeah, in the south, yeah. Either way, I mean, I think that's why Michigan chose the Rose Bowl. Sure. Because, well, you know, the top seed gets to choose which playoff game you want. Yeah, and there's tradition there with the Big Ten. And all the that. Tradition, but I think it was also, I don't want to go where Texas or Bama 
Hell no. Would have more fans than to the deep south. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to play. Imagine this. You're going to have to play the national championships in Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you don't get your choice in that one. So, no, you don't. And you could be you're playing right. Washington there. So you could. Yeah. I mean, if you if you're Michigan. But Alabama, Michigan, boy, talk about brands. Whew, man, that's fun. And then Texas and the Huskies. Which the I, last I, time Alabama, Michigan played in a bowl game where both were in the top five, the only time they've played in a bowl game where both Bo were in the Shane top Beckler five. Beckler was coaching? Uh, no. No. It was Lloyd Carr. Okay. It was 2000. 2000. Tom Brady. His last game at Michigan. They really? Beat, they beat Bama in the Orange Bowl 35-34. to 34. That's right. I've seen the uh, the Brady epic on uh, one of these stations, Netflix or somewhere. Yep. Uh, yeah, he play, you're right. You're exactly right. They won the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was in the or- Orange Bowl, correct? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Well, I mean, hey, uh, you do a lot worse. And, and, again, it should be Florida State, but those poor guys are – I, I don't know how you get past it. We said a lot about it last night. If you didn't hear the podcast, go back and listen um, to Sports Day Tampa Bay, yesterday's edition, when we talked just about how how just they're not doing the sport any favors. And this has become the Miss America contest where you have judges, not results. Uh, that's my biggest problem with it. And so I, 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 I saw I saw Mike Greenberg comment about it. Yeah. And, okay, so if the committee thinks that Alabama's better than Florida State. Yeah. I mean, so th- there's a case to be made for that. Mm-hmm. Do you really think the committee believes Florida State's better than Georgia? No. And so but, why is So Georgia why is Florida State so five? Yeah, why is Florida State five and Georgia six? Right. Because it's disingenuous. They don't mm-hmm. care about who's after four. No. But know? the committee also knows this is the last year of this, so... You can hate right. us all you want. You can criticize all you want. It doesn't matter by next it year. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you're all in next year. So they're protecting their 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 partner ESPN and mm-hmm. and the ratings. TV show. That's all mm-hmm. it is. And it's and, and it's not about winning. And the thing about the one thing about college football is like you like to think that the winning is what matters. The winning is what separates, you know, the teams and you know, your opponent power five versus other like there's there's got to be some lines of demarcation this is not the nfl it's not balanced scheduling and you know all this sort of stuff not every team is created equally but man when you when you start saying we're we're picking winners we're choosing teams we're, we're going to tell you who the most attractive one is and it's in your bylaws eh, it's just brutal you know that part is just not not good for college football. But go back and listen to it on, on Sports Day Tampa Bay. And uh, John Romano also had a great column in the Tampa Bay Times and on tampabay.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Speaking of college football, I cannot wait to get Matt Baker's take on what has gone on at Florida State with this national championship. His picks, of course, for those games uh, that will all be coming up, as well as who he voted for the Heisman Trophy. He may not tell us until after the fact. But I don't believe he's allowed to tell us until after the fact. Yeah, I don't think fact. he is. But he might, he might kind of handicap the field for us a bit. He might tell us who he thinks the favorite is without telling us who is voted. I don't know. We'll, we'll pick his brain, but we'll talk to Matt of course, this week uh, about all the things college football, which whew, they've been in the news uh, just a little bit. Uh, as I mentioned, the uh, the Bucks will be back at practice on Wednesday. They'll begin their preparations for what is the biggest game of the season, maybe the biggest game because it's the next one of Todd Bowles' career to see if they can take down the Falcons and take first place in the NFC South. Uh, remarkable that they could turn that around that fast. And you can get your mailbag questions to us. We've got a few already. Please send them in now. Uh, don't wait. You can do that on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.